This is an after-school program podcast. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matatuck, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. And welcome back to the podcast. My name is Drew. I'm here with Josh. We are back for another random episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Today, we actually have a really specific thing to talk about that me and Josh are very excited about. And we're going to discuss some stuff about it. Um, We're going to hit some news highlights and things like that also. But off the top today, we are talking about the MPC key 61 josh jeff we thought we i think we mentioned in the last episode that this might be coming yeah it was kind of funny because like we recorded that and then we were like oh yeah it might be coming and then like literally two days later it dropped yeah i think it was actually the next day (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was they they like announced it or something oh my gosh dude okay so let's go let's like look through this real quick right so Let's explain first, I guess let's explain why somebody would even care about this as like a home studio producer, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I think so, okay. I've been really interested in learning like the MPC workflow. And so like started looking up the different ones that they have, trying to figure out like how I would incorporate it into the things that I do, like get an idea of like how my workflow would be. Because I don't want to buy something, you know, especially like when the minimum investment is like 900 bucks and then just have it sit there, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I decided like the best move would be to get an MPC one and then get like a workstation keyboard. Um, That way I could kind of work between the two. And And I think with the one you can connect the MIDI controller to it. Yeah. You can also something like that. Yeah. Controller. Cause I I believe it has onboard since. And, um, so it was one of those things where I was like, man, it'd be really cool if it was just kind of like all in one. And then I saw that Scott Storch was using this keyboard that said MPC keys on it. And like the internet was going crazy. They were like, oh my God, like, is this just like a prototype? Is it actually going to drop? Like, what is this? And so it finally came out. It is, it looks, it looks like any other it looks like a Yamaha workstation to me. Yeah, it kind of looks like a Yamaha workstation. At first glance, you could probably also miss it. It's like one of the uh, the complete controllers. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, one of the Native Instruments complete controllers mixed with I don't know. The left side looks kind of Rolandy to me. Also, like not the screen, but everything with like the beat pads and over gives off big like Roland vibes to me yeah so it's one of those things where you kind of look at it and it doesn't look much more than like your average midi controller um right now it's priced at 18.99 and it essentially combines an mpc with a keyboard controller to use their onboard synth and uh i was watching this super long video on it the other night and the onboard sounds are 
are incredible. Yeah, they um, they they sound just from the walkthroughs of a couple of them that they you did that I found in videos and stuff. They they sound so good, and I yeah. think you can also buy like drum packs and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's all kinds of expansions, and then what's also funny is if you go to the instrument screen on it, there's like tons of empty spaces. So they're planning on adding more instruments to it and now you do have to buy the extras Mm -hmm. is kind of whatever well i'm sure they're also going to try to do some collabs with different people right like whoever has like like they wouldn't do it with native instruments because they have their own closed system um Mm -hmm. but maybe with somebody like arteria i could see them maybe doing a collab for like getting maybe getting v collection in there or maybe with like the roland cloud getting like the roland synths built into it or something like that i could totally see that right so like there's a lot of room for this to really uh you know expand i think it's also cool because like the mpc previously it was like well you know we use it for either chopping up loops or we use it to make a beat or like, you know, like house guys would use them live, mm-hmm. um, you know, to perform with. And this kind of takes the other approach to it where it's like, well, the MPC, especially the new ones that have essentially a DAW built into them. They're so powerful that um, like to me, if I was to use an MPC, I would want to do as much as I can on it you know yeah i'm just going to use it to chop up loops i could do that with a controller in cubase or ableton if i just wanted to you know sample things then i would just get a uh a roland 404 yeah do that they just dropped or, or, or you have or you have like this thing the uh teenage engineering like sampler it you can sample with that and that's what 60 bucks 80 bucks yeah, and so like if we're looking at price points, if you're gonna buy an MPC just to sample things on, mm-hmm. it's almost like pointless in my opinion right now because the Roland, it's the SP, right? The SP four four, yeah. So they dropped a Mark II, and this I think is five fifty. Yeah, it's five fifty nine. Yeah, that's like half the price. Yeah, and like this has been a huge favorite, like especially yeah. for perf- like live performances because you know they're rugged. You could beat the crap out of them, and they just still keep on working. And then a lot of people really like the effects on them, mm-hmm. and because there's like a almost like DJ style effect um, system to it. And so, you know, if I was like going to shows, or if I was just sampling, then I would probably just get that because it does everything that you need plus a little bit more um you know while the mpc kind of transitioned into more of like a full production machine mm-hmm. um, well just- and that's what's crazy and something that you, ha- you haven't re- even really touched on you've talked about a lot of stuff and we didn't even talk about the fact that this has a to d and d to a converters built into the keyboard oh like, yeah it has full, a complete audio interface so full, like but yeah it's like it's got a daw built in but it's a full straight up audio interface on the back of the keyboard four out like four line out so that you could also use this with multiple speaker setups or like head multiple headphone setups if you're tracking like a group of vocalists or if you use it live you can have different instruments going out to different lines 
depending on what your setup is, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's not one but two uh, inputs. They're multi-in, so you can track guitars in. You can track vocals in. You can go straight guitar into the back of your keyboard. Oh, and I believe it has a amp sim built into it. That's crazy. I think it does. I, I remember I was just watching. That some- might be that might be one of like the packs that you can get or something is like an amp sim. Let me see. MPC Ampsim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got an effect. Ampsim effect. I just, I see it in the insert effects area. Yeah. So, like, now That's it's different. like this full thing. Yeah. Where you have one piece of gear that you could plug a microphone and speakers into, and you can make entire songs on it, which is, like, kind of crazy. Yeah, know? that's insane. And you don't you even need an actual computer. This is actually technically cheaper than buying everything that you would need with a computer to start making music. Yeah, exactly. As like an, as, at an entry-level spot, this is cheaper than anything. Yeah, it really is. And then it's like, now you can... Also, it has expandable storage, which is like super sick, but it actually has a SATA port built into it. So you could just like drop an SSD or a hard drive into it. Well, and, and it that also, you can it have also, all and all that space. It just started thundering outside like crazy. That was terrifying. Um, but yeah, you can expand it. It's got, uh, it accepts USB ports too. So you can expand it right off the keyboard into hard drives, like you were saying. Um, it also, if you wanted, I think I'm thinking like a bunch of live uses for this, but if you wanted to expand it um from just the one keyboard and you wanted to have like multiple keyboards running different stuff, it accepts MIDI control, like set out other MIDI controllers to run with it alongside it, which is also insane. So you could have like it manning your sense because it's only 61 keys and they're not fully weighted. Uh, I think they're semi-weighted from what I can tell. But if you wanted to have something like, I don't know, like this, this, 88 keyboard like hammer action studio logic that i have behind me under it just being a midi controller you have like full piano access so you get that velocity sensitivity but you're still not even running a freaking computer dude it's so much it's so much more stable yeah well that's another thing too like technically this doesn't do a ton more than the mpc one which is 900 dollars, so half the price Mm -hmm. But the specs on this are also way better. Mm-hmm. So like, you start out with only four gigabytes of storage on the MPC one, and it has two gigabytes of RAM. So right there, that's already pretty limiting. Yeah, and you're gonna want to, you know, definitely get more storage. This has 16 gigabytes of storage and four gigabytes of RAM, and um, the inputs aren't as flexible either the ins and outs aren't as flexible uh it from what i can tell it doesn't have like it's it's got inputs but it doesn't have like gain levels so i don't know if it can really take mics that aren't coming from an external preamp right yeah i i think i think they're just line inputs yeah for like external like sampling and things like that yeah, so sure. it, it doesn't really come with the full interface act aspect like the keyboard does. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that right there is wor- is worth the price jump if that's where you're if you don't already have a computer 
and you do, and you're like, I know I want to do hip hop and really lean into like the sample based thing. Like you, you are influenced by those kinds of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is between this or, or the NPC one. Like, I feel like you could start there with both of these. Oh yeah. And either of these would be, um, um, I would argue a much better choice for you than getting a computer and working with having to learn another software. Yeah, I'm trying to compare this to the to the big one now. The the X? Yeah. So the X has a much bigger screen. It's a 10.1 inch. Yeah, it's a huge screen. So that's like basically the size of like a iPad. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, iPad Pro level big. It looks like it's the same storage as the one. I wonder what the sequencer is like. I want to look at does it and it does it has the same like interface setup. Yeah, it's got the same like oh no, it has actual uh inputs, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. So two gigabytes of RAM, 16 gigs of storage. It's the same thing, but then on the X you get the SD card slot and the expandable two and a half inch mm-hmm. Oh, um, and the keyboard, the, the keyboard, the keyboard takes uh the keyboard has a and this is really big, has a network in. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cool. So if you're using, especially live, if you're using this as like you're connecting multiple things, you can Dante into this and mm-hmm. receive MIDI information, like MIDI triggering files from like, if you have, let's say you have a drummer running your Ableton session, your master Ableton session, right? Running like everything and he's sending out... um He's sending out like tempo information and MIDI mapping information for uh for like whatever you might need. You can receive all of that information straight into your keyboard mm-hmm. through that network. Um, but also it allows you to do, from what I can see, it takes it has access to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth as well, which theoretically says to me, if you're in the Apple ecosystem, that you could uh like just Bluetooth to other stuff like send stuff via bluetooth to mm-hmm. your computer or like via wi-fi or something i don't necessarily know how that would work but yeah like yeah that's pretty wild also how much is the mpcx if we're comparing price points 2300 it's it seems like to me most of the things with the mpcx is going to be like the, it's the very beat driven. And the IO that you get, like, yeah, it's very beat. Like if you're a beat uh, maker, like so. There's two MIDI inputs, four MIDI outputs, two USB slots, one a uh, third one for the computer. That's the power over there. It's got a lot of CV stuff. So if you're controlling, like <laughs> it has eight outs, eight analog outs. Yeah. Which is like if you're running tracks and stuff, it's fantastic. Oh, and it has combo jacks for input one and two. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a gain. It has a gain on the front. I checked that, so it Does can it take power. Uh, Phantom. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think it's one of those buttons. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah on the bottom, it's got it's got a switch. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really cool, man. So like the main, like what you're paying for with the MPCX, because like from my understanding, they have the same exact chipset in them too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that Akai has done is they've kind of like standardized their chipsets across everything. And um, which I would argue that their chipsets for this type of stuff is like some of the best in the industry. Oh, 100%. So, and then all they did for the keys is because it's going to be a lot more, you know, software instrument driven. They just kind of like beefed up their RAM a little bit and gave you a little bit of extra storage compared to the MPCX. But, but, but it's yeah. cheaper. <laughs> That's yeah. the crazy part. Mm-hmm. It's what, $400 cheaper, something like that? $300 cheaper? Yeah, it's $400 cheaper. It's $400 cheaper and you get arguably maybe not the same functionality, but very similar functionality. If you're like a MIDI nerd, then yeah, the MPCX makes all of the sense, but the MPC keys is definitely like for uh, the producer. Yeah, it's definitely for like the producer, but the MPCX, like, you know like the old school guys who came up on NPCs are going to gravitate towards that. For like sure. Performing with these are going to gravitate towards that. 100%. And it seems like the X is really more geared to performance. Yeah, that and sequencing. And sequencing, know. like live sequencing, especially. Yeah, because what is this? I mean, they give you two foot switch inputs. Oh, yeah. So that you can like, so that you can like punch in and out record and loop stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then you have two MIDI in, four MIDI out. It has like the tiny jacks for CV and gate. And it's got a ton of them too. It's got like eight of them. Yeah. Yeah, eight of them. That's wild. I And I think the MIDI, the, but that's the other thing. The keys also has eight CV gate jacks. Mm-hmm. So, and what's really cool about that, and they kind of used in different ways. Um, the one that's really cool about the keys is that if you're using the MPC keys, you can have a really big wall of Eurorack. If you're getting into Eurorack, that MPC keys still keeps you expandable into the a Eurorack system, right? Because right. you can send all of that stuff. Or if you have like a small Euro box on your desk and you just want to use that also, and you could send from, you can send CV from that keyboard to your rack system and then out back into your keyboard and then record all of that stuff using outboard synths still that's crazy yep and it's like as far as like competition goes there really isn't any competition like next to it unless if you go for like the full like machine setup which like which even then it's not the same yeah, because it's not self-contained. They did drop a standalone machine, and it just seems like the biggest waste of money. Well, the problem the problem with it is if you're comparing it to something like these two, it doesn't have the keyboard functionality of the keys of the MPC keys. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the we're talking about the uh, the machine uh, uh, Mark III. Um, what is it called? The big one is called the Machine Plus Standalone. Yes, Machine Plus Mark III Standalone. Um, yeah, it. I'm I'm pulling it up right now so I can look at it like straight up. I don't want 
that products da, 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 machine yeah machine plus and it's thirteen hundred dollars yeah uh and it i believe does have similar stuff as far as like it's got the mic input i think it has mic inputs um or at least it has some input options no it's got inputs yeah it's got inputs but i don't think it's mic inputs i think it's just like line inputs um but it does have a gain knob on the back i think it has a lot one mic input like that's separate from the line inputs and it's got a gain knob um and if you're already in the native like so for me if i were to get into that stuff maybe it's worth it for me because to get into the native instrument system because i'm already super in their system but even then dude like i don't know i don't know for me if it's super worth it because do it because i don't from them well yeah i have like all their stuff i have their like biggest synth pack but that's like what i do is like that kind of synth stuff so it makes sense for me to have it i don't think i would even want that I don't know. Personally, I don't think I would really even want that. I would almost rather just get a really good um, MIDI controller to be yeah. prepared with that. Yeah. Where, whereas, I, would machine, I would just get like the controller. Exactly. Well, and with the MPC stuff, though, I because it's a new system and it's enclosed and it's got its own DAW setup. And I mean, and so does the native instruments like machine is its own DAW system. But mm-hmm. The MPC is just really geared towards doing this thing very, very well instead of Native Instruments trying to be everything. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, you got me sold on this thing for real. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool because, like, I've been looking for something to get me out of my, out of my computer as much, you know. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and I think I think something we didn't talk about was like, oh shoot, something we didn't talk about was um, we mentioned it, but like use case, like what our use case would be for this, right? Oh uh, yeah. So um, I know you've been looking at it, and we've been kind of talking about like what we would use something like this for, like why even, why even go for this, right? Um, like I said, I actually the more we looked into it just now i really think this is a great place to start yeah it's pricey um what did you say it's like 18 right something like that yeah it's 18.99 but for that price you couldn't get a really great computer um like a good macbook and then all the software that you would need to do an equivalent thing with the same good amount of conversion like with you know equating conversion equating keyboard and equating sound packs and equating like drum pads with all that like i mean the drum pads are unreal good so buying all of that would be almost like four thousand dollars in equivalent price then that's rough estimate obviously so i think from an entry level perspective like this is the freaking jam but i know you had some other areas where you were kind of thinking about using this 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where in a perfect world, I would just have like two of them, you know, <laughs> and and keep one at the studio and one at home. But have an NPC one somewhere and a key somewhere or like have two key yeah. setups. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I, I think I want to get one of these and throw it uh, in my house. That way I have, you know, a way that I can you know, stay creative while I'm outside the studio. Yeah. I can make like loop packs. I can make beat packs. I could write entire songs on it and then, you know, just pop out the hard drive and take it to the studio and turn it into something a bit bigger, you know? And I, sure. I, I think ultimately that is where this is going to shine the most mm-hmm. it's either as like an addition to a full rig or it's, you know, kind of like its own, its own system um so that's like definitely what i'm most what i'm most interested in with with this yeah i so i also i have a friend that's been looking into these uh, my friend dave has been looking into these a lot too recently and he and i were talking about it and he's really interested in either the one or the live for um very similar thing the form factor is so small right like it's backpack carryable very easy and it's like if you travel a lot and you're wanting to create but you don't want to bust out your laptop and like load everything and all that this is very similar to the idea of like the teenage engineering op1 or opz yeah dude i was very much in that same vein like you know i travel a bunch well i have been traveling a bunch and every time i show up to a session the last thing i want to do is be like okay, is there space for my laptop and two yeah. of my drives? And then wait, let me plug in all my dongles. And all right, Cubase is almost loaded. Let me show you this idea that I have. Like, it would be really sick just to be like, hey, can I just patch into your... Yeah, hand me, hand me, a, hand me two quarter inches or an XLR or something. Yeah, like, it's just so much easier. Yeah, I, yeah. I do that when I go to the studio here. Like, I just patch in. Yeah, well, and like, you can... I mean, with these, those two that I mentioned, and like, with the keys as well... Like, it'd be easy just to walk in. You can set up basically anywhere, post up and work, make a beat. Or, and it it really is the idea of being able to, like, I like to think of the idea of, like, when you're flying. To me, I get super, for some reason, I get, like, super inspired when I'm flying, like, on a plane. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. I, like... You're weird. I don't know why. I'm on a plane, I have two moods. I'm either, either like, all right, we're going to watch rom-coms on the on the delta screen or i'm going to stare out the window window and freak out about the idea of crashing i have i have well in order to not freak out about the idea of crashing i either sleep or i have this thing especially on short flights um like the flight from uh um the flight from oklahoma to greenville was like an hour and a half or something like that uh so i would bust out my laptop and be like i'm gonna fully finish a beat mixed and everything by the time I land from the time that I can open my laptop to the time they make me close it. Yeah. Like until (laughs) that's my biggest problem. I have a 16 inch MacBook. Oh yeah. That junk's huge. (laughs) So like it's exceptionally difficult to try to open up my laptop on a plane with other people next to you, especially air. Yeah. Like if I'm (laughs) alone, it's game over. That laptop is staying in the back and um i feel like i would still have the same problem with an mpc like until until i could afford at least comfort 
seating on Delta, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, with the live, obviously the keyboard wouldn't work in this capacity, but like, even, I think with the, something as small as like the live two that they have out now, uh, it's really, really, really small. It's essentially the size of like the machine micros, uh, which are really, really tiny. And like that would fit in a backpack and like it's it's the size of the like apollo quad really i think so what? No. it doesn't look big let me see okay okay maybe it's a little bigger than that i think it's a little bigger than that there's a guy there's a picture of a guy holding one i'm looking at the dimensions it's two inches high it's 10.7 inches wide and the depth is 10.7 inches so it's about the same size as the micro the machine micro which i have and then the live two this one this is the one that has a battery isn't it mm -hmm. i think so oh this one is way bigger it's uh it's actually a little bit skinnier it's 1.8 inches for the hunter but it's 16.2 inches wide and then it's 9.6 inches maybe the one is the one i'm thinking about that's smaller yeah I think the, the one, one is definitely smaller, smaller. yeah this, so yeah this bad boy is chunky yeah the one is definitely smaller but yeah with with the one yeah that's definitely the one i was thinking about Bro, with the one, one of those like battery banks to power it exactly and yeah, yeah you could yeah you could 100 percent just use something like that post up on a plane or if you're on a bus or if you go you know you got a long like train ride or something um or if you're in a studio like so many of us go to sometimes and it's cramped because there's just a lot of people in there and you don't want to be that guy, you know, but you still want to make stuff, mm -hmm. throw on your headphones or in-ears or whatever, bust out your MPC and make something real quick while everybody's cooking up. You're also doing the thing. And then you can just drop, um, I mean, and with the one specific specifically, it's got an SD card. So you just like pop out your SD card, hand it over. No shot. This man has COVID and he is mowing the lawn. Your dad? <laughs> dad, I'm trying to do my, my podcast thing with my friends. Can you please keep it down? Oh my gosh. You're freaking dad, dude. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, yeah. You that level of dad, bro. I know. Dude, I'm not even that level of dad. I need to buy him some Nike Monarchs. Facts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think... Yeah, but I, there's not really much else to say other than it's really dope. If you're interested in it, I would, if anything we talked about interests you, I would definitely at least go look at it and watch some videos about it. Um, there's a lot of good stuff about it on like YouTube and things like that. Um, so big ups to them for pushing the boundaries because I think they're, you're going to start seeing a lot of people start copying this. Yeah, I agree because like, chipsets are getting so good well and like i could see roland making their own version of this right i could see yamaha trying to make their own version of this i could see arturia trying to make their own version of this um we already has incentive their their chipsets are absolutely dog water and they need to upgrade them really bad mm -hmm. and like they've literally accepted defeat by doing the whole ua spark thing where they're yeah. like, like for years they were like well actually our plugins are so intensive that you could only use them with our hardware. And then people were like running tests and stuff. And they were like, yeah, no, these, these chips aren't powerful at all. Like this is straight up windows XP. Yeah. Like 
you know, and big and slow. Yeah. And then they had the plant burned down. So there was a shortage of chips. And then yeah. they were like, all right, so check out UA Spark. And people were like running these plugins, like 150 inst- instances and their CPU is at like 5%. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they would have been able to run five of them. Yeah, you yeah. know, on on UA hardware, and so I could definitely see UA doing it because yeah, I could see them trying something like this. Um, and then the big one for a lot of people that the internet have been screaming about over and over and over again. We already talked about them. Is Native Instruments? People have been screaming at Native Instruments. Yo, put a set of your machine beat pads on a keyboard, dog. People have been screaming at this since they came out with those keyboards. <laughs> if they drop a 61, like same size as this, if they drop a 61 with beat pads on it, even like a smaller set of beat pads, you know, like a like a two uh two rows, a two rows of four instead of like a th- four rows of four, like mm-hmm. even if they just did that, it would change the game for the people in the native instruments ecosystem because bro when i tell you the internet has been screaming about this for legitimately like three years and i think them seeing akai do this is gonna push them into actually doing it now finally (laughs) yeah what what do they call those complete control or whatever yeah, the uh, it pads the, on them. That's crazy that it doesn't. Yeah, right. You would think it would. Because like, if you tell me to like think about their controllers, like it just kind of has, it just kind of comes with all of it. You know what yeah, I mean? You, you would think so, right? Yeah, they don't have a single offering with beat pads. Well, that's because they're like, oh, well, we want you to spend how much is this? Eight hundred dollars on this midi controller which i mean apparently they're pretty good midi controllers. They're, they're really good the keys are fantastic on them the especially if you use a lot of native instrument stuff like massive and like absinthe and different contact instruments all of the mapping is auto mapped so it's like extremely nice for like quick functions and stuff okay um so that's where it's good their ecosystem is is fantastic the problem is they want you to spend a grand for a freaking beat pad a midi controller and also a freaking another grand for a 61 key keyboard or whatever the heck it is dude and then on top of that like native instruments ain't even that good like i have yet to be impressed with their products enough for me to actually buy not the hardware i i mean i've used some of the hardware and like the machine's okay it's just okay and the other issue is like they're selling those things for a grand and bro, they're just MIDI controllers. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, they're not even like hard units. Like you could get a Novation launch key for $259 and I'm sure it's not. Uh, the pads aren't as good in my opinion. Yeah, but like, you know. And the keys and the keys aren't as good in my opinion. I've, I've AB'd those myself in person. Yeah. The keys are like shorter. Mm-hmm. which are as, as like a person who does a lot of key stuff, like it's really weird. I don't really like it. Really weird. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't get like the right action on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't, uh, doesn't the MPC also function as a MIDI controller? Like you could plug it into your computer and use it. Yes, it does. It also does that. So there's yeah. literally no, it re- literally does everything for less than $2,000. 
That's now, insane. Now, here is the only thing. Here's the trade-off. If this is going to be like integrated into a system and you haven't come up on MPC like me, my only thing is wondering how long it'll take me to actually like understand everything to the point where like I'm super fast on it. The learning curve is going to be strong. Because like I'm I'm really fast in Cubase. I'm pretty fast in Ableton. But like all I've been doing lately um, is optimizing my Cubase workflow. That way I get faster and faster yeah. and faster. And so part of me wonders, well, it's $18.99 for this. I could just get a workstation synthesizer, like a Korg Nautilus for a couple hundred bucks more. And that's going to give you way more sounds because it's a dedicated synth. And then, you know. But it doesn't give you the writing ability that you want. Right. It doesn't give like the standalone ability. Exactly. And that, and I think that it depends on how, what you want it for. Right. I guess it depends on what you want it for. Well, that's um, what I'm, that's what I'm saying though. It's like, well, it just depends on like how much faster or slower the workflow is. Cause it's like, if I'm, if it's going to take me 20 years to be as fast on an MPC as I am base right now then it's really not worth the money so that's the only thing i still want to get one and like you could uh because they just it just uses the mpc beat software right Mm -hmm. or mpc2 i think is what it's the big one is called you could just get you could just get the mpc beat software that is true and just like mess around with it so that way you're not going in cold i want to say it's free yeah it's free you can use it with the software on your computer and then it's like a controller. And then that way you're able to run like more synths and stuff like that. So it's sick that you're able to like do things standalone. And then like, I could just plug my laptop into it, you know, fix things up and then print stems. Exactly, dude. I have to do it through like the hardware. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, they've thought about specifically guys like you who are like trying to make beats that need to stem them out, you know? Like Mm -hmm. that's what this is for. They've thought about every aspect of that. The fact that it's cross compatible with all that stuff is wild. Um, Yeah. You could get MPC beats. If it's something that interests you and maybe you're like, not sure about the software side of things. uh, MPC beats. It's free on their website. Akai professionals website. Where's Uh, the, where we drop the affiliate link. Bro. I wish. (laughs) Akai hit us up with that affiliate dog. We don't even own your products. I do. I have a couple. That's true. You you tour with an Akai. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I literally played it yesterday in Atlanta. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it yeah. It's it's free. You could check it out. I think Josh it sounds like Josh is probably going to end up checking it out cuz from a software perspective cuz that's going to be the I think that's the last thing that's going to sell you on the switching to that kind of system, you know yeah software is intuitive or not um i really like how like i was watching people work in in mpc keys and i like how just straightforward all the controls are yeah it seems really simple and it seems like akai is constantly upgrading things and updating because they actually really good about software updates you know they're really really good software updates and kind of specifically on like they're like having a midi controller they're great about their software updates yeah um, um so next thing unless you want to talk any more about that no i don't i was about to be like um so how does everybody feel about drake's new record <laughs> yeah 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 so i was gonna say let's talk about some new music we've been 
listening to and new music that's kind of been hitting the uh the air um bro house is back (laughs) i i'm not gonna say that no i mean beyonce did it drake did it yeah but like drake barely did it drake did it as like oh i'm trying to get like all these performance royalties from clubs in chicago yeah i mean it's smart if you're trying to make money yeah and so So to me it screams certified lover boy did zero dollars and he's trying to make a bag well first of all certified lover boy definitely made a lot of money i mean i know but you know what i mean it didn't do what he wanted it it was this was just a money grab to be fair certified lover boy kind of sucked oh it was bad there was there there's a few good songs but it kind of sucked there was no dawn did not like the album and um so like that whole thing yeah he was probably yeah like, all right but then again like i saw this one dude he was like yeah i got a brief on this like almost two years ago and it was actually going to be like a like a collaboration between him and like this like legendary house producer and then i guess bro like bailed out or like something happened hmm. i have no clue how true that is yeah i don't but, know I just I'm just interested in or intrigued in uh, the idea that House could be coming back. I think somebody I think maybe it was Ryan Tedder said something about like house music before these two things dropped was like if everything's cyclical, we went through like the house phase um, or at least a version of like the actually it was more trance I guess with like Zed being super popular mm-hmm. and being all over pop music. Um, so it house would make sense because it's you know we've been getting simpler i would argue we've been getting simpler with the music styles right yeah pop pop music is right now an acoustic guitar a vocal an 808 and a beat that's kind of it speaking of acoustic guitars with 808s um that uh oh god what's her name where is it i'm on, on new music friday i'm gonna find it dude oh, i need to pull up my new music help friday. me god where is it i'm obsessed with this song i can't even remember the name of it it's by tate mccray oh yeah yeah oh it's called don't come back mm-hmm. that's ass, dude charlie handsome is just killing it he the- had a get a couple dope songs with on the last young thug release too look at him on the come up um yeah i really dug the uh that little nas x song yeah with, uh young boy yeah that song's really good pretty good bro yeah 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 young boy killed it on his young boy's verse was good <laughs> gets out of jail um yeah young boys verse was real good and and the there was a couple lines in there that were hilarious mm-hmm. uh that were really really funny but then um day trip just killing that oh god dude that production is so clean yeah they're really good they're so good um, i watched a couple videos after i listened to that song i didn't realize one how young they were oh i just realized that roddy rich dropped three songs not just one but oh, I didn't, uh, Real I, Talk is really, really good. There's a Giveon song called Lost Me that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, And then well, there was another song that I was like, 
um oh you you said that glaive song dropped and i listened to that glaive song minnesota is a place that exists mm-hmm. uh solid very yeah. solid very solid not the greatest thing in the world but it was really good i enjoyed listening to it yeah it was it was pretty good um um yeah roddy roddy's dropping oh yeah he because he dropped uh the big three so it's like a triple single drop yeah um how'd you feel about that charlie pooth bts song uh i haven't even listened to it because i just know it's probably really corny yeah so he did this thing he did this thing memories follow me left and right where i can hear it oh yeah this one with the panning Mm. yeah now, so yeah he did this thing i'll cut that out he did this thing where he says i can feel you over here i can feel you over there and first line is panned left second line is panned right and that's cool like once the problem is that is every hook every single time he says that line which is at least twice per hook it does that effect and it's very annoying this is this is like a really really hot take, and I I hope to God Charlie Puth never listens to this podcast. <laughs> like, I I I love Charlie Puth. I love a lot of the songs that he's released. Girlfriend, fantastic song. Half that half that voice notes record, gas. Yeah, that that record was fantastic. And then he had um that other song with Black Bear that was just filthy. But then it's like. All of the songs that he's been dropping lately just really don't do it for me. They're like, yeah. like I love corny pop songs. He's a little too corny. But then um, all of the songs that he's been writing for other people are like absolutely insane. Like next level, just really. Yeah, dude. I mean, you figure he wrote Stay, which mm-hmm. is, you know, huge. Um, he wrote for he wrote on this Tate McRae album, too. Um forget what song it was yeah because there's a video of him talking about writing stay right yeah uh the also the blade slatkin episode of and the writer is you definitely have to listen to that one it's really good because yeah wrote- i've been meaning to listen to that oh here it is yeah so blade slatkin and charlie pooth uh wrote what would you do by tate mccray and alexander glance i don't know who that is I'll have to check that one out. But yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, I agree. Stay is a better song than any of the songs that he has released himself. Yeah. Well, I think that's also something he's like, like, do you, do you ever wonder if maybe he's conscious of that? Maybe. Like, like, I don't know, man. Like if I was Charlie Puth, I would 100% like, like if you're looking at it, the idea of him having like another like over billion stream hit, pretty low like like it's pretty low like he already did it once especially if the plan was to have bieber on that song like from the from the jump uh or i don't think it was the plan but he i think he wrote that song huh there was no plan for that song yeah i think it just kind of all happened um and they all wrote it together from what or at least him and him and Leroy wrote it together from what i can tell um but I mean, if that that dude being as popular as he was, I mean, he's still really popular. But like the kid Leroy, what two years ago mm. or a year ago when that song dropped? Yeah, and uh, so putting it into perspective here, like Light Switch is a huge song, and 
right now he's sitting at 250 million streams which is a massive song but then like stay how do i get to the here we go it has almost two billion plays on spotify yeah see that's ridiculous you know and so like i kind of wonder if he's like conscious of that where he's like well well like obviously he didn't write that song and give it away like he wrote it with the kid Leroy. he and he wrote it with him in mind like when he was writing it right like That was weird. That was weird. I don't know if that was you or me. I think it might have been me. You just froze and then I hear... (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a second. Let me swap this around. All right, there we go. Um, So, obviously he was writing that song with the kid Leroy in mind. They were in the same room together. So he's going to write, he's going to write a Charlie Pooh song differently than how he's going to write something for somebody else. You know what I mean? Exactly. But then like, you also don't know, like if they were like, yo, like, you know, you should hop on this or blah, 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 blah. And like, I wonder if he's, I wonder if he's ever conscious over like that idea of like, Oh, like I'm obviously a hit maker, but like, there's a lot of different things that need to happen to have like a real hit, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Having that star power, I mean, without Bieber on that song, I would argue it doesn't do as good. Um, yeah, it probably wouldn't do as good. Plus, I mean, Justin Bieber's run on that song is just like the filthiest. Oh, yeah, it's gross. It's so good. <laughs> like, without you, almost has a billion streams. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, that's something that, like, if I could meet Charlie Puth, I would ask him that. Like, if he's ever like like strategic about like the songs that he lets go of and what he doesn't let go of or I would if- argue that I would argue that as a songwriter you have to be that way. Oh no, I'll also argue that like there's really no need to be that way when you're Charlie Puth. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. I mean he has his own recognizable name. Like, I don't know. I I, I feel like him and I I kind of put and these are three very different songwriters. Um but uh him and like ryan tedder and um oh my gosh uh him ryan tedder and john bellion sorry Mm. kind of kind of in the same like camp of guys who on their own have like massive audiences just on them right yeah but they are also very self-aware of um when to not when to step back and like push for somebody else i think yeah that's a really good point i think i think that's what makes a good songwriter slash producer because they're all like producers and songwriters like in their own right obviously bellion's a monster when it comes to npc stuff he's he's wild dude he's crazy uh were you you with me when i got to hear the you sent it you sent it to me yeah or lee sent it to me like a video of it yeah that was really cool that's like one of the that was one of like the coolest moments of my life you know because like you kind of get to like hearing people's work you know yeah oh yeah and and like yeah well and i don't know that song 
it was holy i think but that song uh with his voice on it just comes across so different in my opinion Mm -hmm. but it but it is still obviously the bieber version is really really good i i enjoy it i would argue that it's just as good it just is different yeah that that just is proof of how good that song is Mm-hmm. like from a at a base level of being just a good song yeah yeah definitely yeah um yeah that's something i've always wanted wondered about charlie like if he does it on purpose or if it just kind of happens because like i feel like he's just one of those dudes where i feel like most of the things he does just kind of happens you know i also feel like he write he probably writes so much oh yeah i like, mean like, gotta write a ton like it's kind of crazy like hearing about like just how much content some of these guys content i can't believe i just said that word referring to <laughs> referring to songwriting how much music these guys have like like um like uh edan at id labs he was talking about how mac he would come in with like at least 200 songs for every album that they did 200 songs for every album dude so i was listening to when that Mac uh... said write uh write a song every day got a thousand he meant it <laughs> like, no, yeah he wasn't joking no, no i was crazy. i was um listening to so these two tiktok i think i told you about this these two like artists that are kind of that kind of got big via tiktok and they're independent have a podcast um called independent like spelled with like in d whatever um and it's this rapper dude and this other dude named nick d who's really popular uh he had a song called fine apple uh he's had a couple other songs that like did really really well he's in like the millions of streams level of monthly kind of stuff and he was saying that when he first started in like 2019 he said yo i'm gonna put out a song every other week with a music video so yeah he drops 25, 26 songs in a year by dropping a song every other week. He also did it with a music video every single time, which is, bro, think about how that out, how much that output is. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Well, so he's a photographer. It's like professionally for his job. Uh, and he basically, so what he would do is he would write songs and uh, I think he paid for mixes for all of them, but he produced them all himself. And from what I can tell, he built a studio out in his van that he drove to photography clients because he would go shoot like on site and basically had like a van for work where he would do editing and just like made a studio in there because he would just edit in there anyway. Um, oh. And then would just track in there as well like just built out like a small space for isolated enough for him to track good vocals, bro. That's insane. That is an insane output. And then I think about that. And then I think about like people like Charlie and like John and like Ryan who are probably doing that every year, if not triple that every year. Oh, I know. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> i mean i'd go a step further and say that these guys are putting out way more than that yeah you know i mean like i mean not putting out but like as far as song like writing song. yeah as far as writing that's what i mean like I, I would like to uh i'd like to get to the 300 songs a year mark yeah 100 what am i mean i would like to try and make maybe maybe we can do that uh maybe we'll maybe we'll do a uh 
a competition. I'll make a beat a day and you write a verse and a hook a day. That's not even fair. <laughs> you, you beat a, a beat. That's like 10. Fully, fully produced. Fully produced. Yeah, that's like 10 minutes. Nah. Yeah. Full produced out song with arrangement and everything. Oh, bro, you'll be sitting there just pressing R on a cymatics loop. No, nah, I have to I have to build it all though. No loops. All right. All right. If there's no loops. Yeah, no loops. There's no loops. You can you can use loops on yours. I would have to track everything. Yeah. I I I don't know when when we should start that. Dude, no, we can we can figure that out later. For a month though, I think it would be fun. Yeah, I've tried doing that too. Yeah. I think uh, all it all it really taught me is that um is that your songs are only as good as like the initial inspiration behind them. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's, yeah, that's a good speak on that. That was uh, something you learned from doing it when you tried to do it for like a month or a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah. I, I wanted to do a song every day for 30 days and I didn't even get that far because I got very frustrated very quickly. Um, and what I realized is like before, like I was writing tons of songs, like whenever I was working, like, crazy hours and doing all that like i was writing so many songs and the reason why is because i just got into the habit of doing so but then like whenever i put like that like that like mark on the calendar Mm -hmm. it became way harder like there was like a now like this weird pressure to it Mm -hmm. and then on top of that like i realized it sucks to write songs alone. I'm so boring. I am so <laughs> boring. Like I sit here and I exist. And like, that's about it. Like sometimes I leave my house. Most of the time I don't for the past four days, I was dog sitting. That's been like the highlight of my year. And I don't have anything cool to write about. All my songs are like laying in bed, staring yeah. at the ceiling and like, that's it, you know? So, so and so that, I mean, I think that just means as a songwriter you need to go have experiences so that you can have more things to write about right not even that i just want to write with other people i want to write about their experiences make their experiences more interesting or or stay uh more motivated by doing things like finding cool stories that people tell like like inundating yourself with like other people's experiences however you can to draw from as far as writing when when we start golfing game over every single game song over golfing. game over <laughs> so boring dude um cool well on that note i think it's time to call it cuz i think we are at the hour mark if not a little after um i'm not sure because i didn't set a timer i just kind of went with it oh wait um, did i when did i text you I said, hi, QT. I am here now, yes. And then we probably waited 10 minutes after that to start. Yeah. So, yeah, we're working working towards an hour, I think. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be a good place to call it for today. Josh, thanks for coming and hanging out. Of course. Um, it's been a good time. Watching your dad have COVID and cut grass outside. <laughs> like, yeah, that was sick, bro. I'm trying to get all the Korg software. Yeah. Speaking of house uh, music. So I might see what's up with all this because there's a summer still going on. Uh, well, yeah, dude, uh, I'm going to go. My son just got home. So I'm going to go say hey to him uh, and I will talk oh, to you. Driving already? Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. End of podcast. Bye, guys.